keeping track of uh, a lot of breaking news, what was happening, of course, overnight, that earthquake in Turkey. We'll get to that coming up after uh, 3.30. But right now, I wanted to start with this because a lot of us were talking about it, following it over the past couple of days, and word that there's another large white balloon floating around up there. This time, it's in Latin American airspace. And, er airspace. and earlier today, a Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson said, hey, yep, it belongs to us. The Colombian Air Force has been tracking the balloon since Friday, but guess what? Yeah, news of it had been overshadowed by the fact that another Chinese surveillance balloon was passing over continental U.S. and had at one point gone into Canadian airspace. The balloon was shot down off the Carolina coast on Saturday, and U.S. divers are currently working to recover the wreckage, having some challenges because of bad weather right now. China insisting that the flyover was an accident and that the balloon was a civilian aircraft. <laughs> Let's get into it this afternoon with the former no uh, director of uh, operations at NORAD and retired Major General Scott Clancy. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Jaylen. We all know it wasn't a weather balloon, Scott. What do you believe it was and what were the Chinese trying to observe or get information on? That's a great question. Uh, I think that this is a subversive intelligence gathering apparatus, front, front and center. Now, the question has been raised whether or not they can get the same type of information from low Earth satellites. Mm -hmm. that, that may be true. However, I think we need to take a, a broader look at what a mechanism like a balloon can actually provide. First of all, it, it's a delivery mechanism that can come into our airspace, perhaps undetected. It also can deliver electromagnetic pulse, uh, which is something that if it was delivered on the back of an intercontinental ballistic missile would cause a significant concern. But if it's on a balloon, it might not trigger the same reaction. It can persist over top of uh, specific locations. So this one lingered in Montana, based upon the winds that it was going, where the you know some of the United States' nuclear mm -hmm. architecture and infrastructure is. It can establish pattern of light where a satellite on a low Earth orbit is actually orbiting. You know the passage of those satellites, and we tend to mask our movements and some activities based upon the knowledge of when those satellites are overhead. So Scott, these are the kind of things that I think that they're, they're doing. Scott, so many questions uh, I have for you, and, and I'm going to ask you a question. You might not be able to answer it, uh, given security <laughs> security um, considerations here, but as former NORAD Director of Operations, curious to know when that balloon would have popped up on someone's radar, when, when the folks at NORAD would have first noticed it. What happens inside of NORAD at that moment? So, uh, hypothetically speaking, let's say NORAD does get an activation of its sensor system or its long-range intelligence or the intelligence gathering of the systems of both the can uh, Canadian intelligence uh, and security apparatus as well as the American globally. Those things, any of those things, either sensor systems or intelligence, can cue NORAD to take action. What that might be changing the alert status of aircraft. Mm. It might be honing in uh, and moving assets around to enable a reaction in the future. 
what the first thing that happens is is what we call a characterization or a description of this threat so that both countries, Canada and the United States, because NORAD is a binational command that involves both Canada and the United States, you would characterize or describe these incoming threats to both the nation's governments so that they're aware of those systems. All right. So my next question then is, so they, we've got a characterization of this, a description of what it is, the potential threats. There's lots of questions, Scott, about why it took so long to do anything uh, about it. I'm curious to know why you believe it might have taken so long to, to shoot it down. And I'm wondering if it's really because they didn't want to shoot it down over land. Uh, diplomatic factors here? What went into this? So I think uh, there's two, it's a really great question, there's two parts to that question. When you listen to the Pentagon briefings and uh, Public Safety Minister Medicino, I think the overarching uh, priority of maintaining security of the people on the ground, the risk to people on the ground, was once it was in the continental United States, so in the lower 48, was the overarching reason of why that was not brought down. Now, I think there's another element that's at play here, obviously. We now know that, you know, NORAD had been tracking this for a couple of days prior to it being, you know, brought up in the news. Mm So there's an interesting dance here that happens between the intelligence gathering systems that you have and your adversary or potential adversary. So, for example, the Chinese knew they launched a balloon. At one point in time, NORAD and the United States and Canada became aware of that, sensors, intelligence, whatever. But China doesn't know at what point in time they're aware, nor with what systems you're gathering on it. If you make that public knowledge, then you're now tipping your hat as to what systems you're actually going to use to defend against the threat. Obviously, if NORAD or either the Canadian Forces or the Department of Defense of the U.S. thought that that was a threat, they would have taken action against it immediately. But because it's not, then, then you tend to let those things play out until it becomes obvious, which is when it was taken pictures of by civilian assets in Montana. Scott Clancy joining me this afternoon, retired Major General with Canadian Armed Forces, in fact, uh, the Royal Canadian Air Force, and former NORAD Director of Operations. We're talking about that Chinese spy balloon that was shot down over the Carolinas on the weekend, and still lots of questions being asked about it. Now, Scott, Canada knew that, as you mentioned, that this was uh, had been in, 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 our air spa- in our space. Um, nothing was really done on the on the Canadian side of it all. I believe that the uh, the uh, Chinese ambassador to Canada was called in like on Wednesday or Thursday of last week and they had a conversation about it but still nothing really done nothing said until the Americans brought it up I'm wondering what you uh, think this might have to say about our willingness or our ability to stand up or do anything against a superpower like China uh, so I, I don't think it's indicative of that at all Jalen and I think that people are uh, you know, maybe confusing the fact that NORAD, the binational command between Canada and the United States, actually has, I, no, I mean, I was the director of operations as a Canadian Air Force officer for NORAD. Hmm. And that's integrating both the American and the Canadian responses. So to say that Canada wasn't doing anything or was aware, I, I, we were as aware as the Americans were of all of the activities. I'm, I am convinced, I have no knowledge of this, but I am convinced that we were tracking it 
that Canadian aircraft were investigating, that all of those things were all happening in the background, and that briefings were had at the, had at the higher levels of the Canadian Armed Forces with the commander of NORAD and his staff to make sure that they understood what that threat was. It was an active decision not to engage this until it became obvious. Interesting. Scott, um, David Cohen, who is the U.S. Ambassador to Canada, told our uh, Mercedes uh, Stevenson on the West Block this weekend that, uh, quote, it's not the first time that this type of device has been floated over the U.S. It has happened previously. Went on to say that uh, onlookers would be wrong to think the balloon represents any kind of significant escalation from China. He says we just haven't heard about it before. What do you say to that? I think that's very true. In fact, I know that to be true based upon my experience within NORAD. But I think the, the tail end of his uh, comments pertaining to, you know, don't take this as any escalation. And, and here we come into how the United States are approaching uh, this event. And I think this is indicative of where the Americans want to take this as as being just another event. Let's carry on because we're into the the Americans at least are are about normalizing mm. or attempting to calm down what has been an ever increasing tension between the Western and Occidental nations and China. I think, however, why the Chinese would do this at this moment is kind of indicative of how little perhaps they care <laughs> about what that relationship looks like because they've got their own predetermined idea of where their country needs to be in terms of the world order and i think they're prepared to flaunt just about any international law mm. or at least interpret it in their you know what's in their best interest and i think that uh, canada needs to be very very cool and cohesive with our allied partners in the pacific rim area and the americans as to how we approach China. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Scott. What, what does Canada need to do uh, on, on this front moving forward then? Well, I think Canada has already taken a few great steps. First, the new uh, Canadian Indo-Pacific strategy very much lays out what Canada's objectives in the region are, something we haven't had before. Second, and I mentioned this coherent approach with our allies and partners in the region, militarily and diplomatically. Now, I, I think we have some road to hoe here. I do not think that we are a seasoned country in Asia-Pacific affairs. I think that we have not been present militarily, maybe bits and pieces, but not significantly, not continuously, not the same kind of relationship that we have with Europe and our relationship with our alliances there. So I think we have a road to hoe here, but I think that by focusing on our allies, Japan, South Korea, Singapore, Australia, New Zealand, these, these Pacific Rim nations that are dealing with the Chinese threat on an almost daily basis, I think these are the allies that we want to stay close to. And the Americans are the largest among those. It's very impressive culturally to know that the Asian nations that are our allies hold the United States in a very high place of esteem, you know, mm -hmm. all, and I always have. Scott, before I let you go, just back to the comments from uh, David Cohen, the U.S. Ambassador to Canada. Um, some of the final comments he said on this was that the incident should be treated as a reminder to be vigilant when it comes to China. And I think that that is um, 
maybe something that we're all uh, becoming more aware of um, recently and certainly over this past weekend? Well, for sure. I think, you know, I, I know that uh, we all carry a to a certain extent, a Chinese listening device with us all the time, and it's our cell phones. Uh, I think that you cannot underestimate the amount of information that the uh, People's Republic of China is gathering on our activities every single day. So this, this balloon that comes over, we say, oh, what are they looking at? Well, they might not even be looking at those things that are on the ground underneath where that balloon was. Maybe what they're trying to gauge is our reactions, mm. trying to set the stage for the next, you know, balloon incursion. Or maybe they just want to have a look at what, uh, what cyber activity, what, what radio frequencies are being used and how much they change over the time during the reactions, you know, that we have to yeah. the balloon. So I would, I would caution everybody, especially in terms of Chinese technology, to be very, very open-eyed. Scott, uh, great to talk with you again. Thank you for making time for us this afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. Scott Clancy joining me, retired Major General with the Royal Canadian Air Force and the former NORAD Director of Operations uh, joining me to talk about uh, his thoughts on that uh, Chinese spy balloon again. Uh, there's another one right now floating around apparently Latin American airspace, airspace and the Chinese government saying today, yep, it's ours.